This podcast is brought to you by Dingle Mount Church. It will open up God's Word to you, inspire you to love God, and grow in the knowledge of Him, and challenge you to live a victorious Christian life. Be blessed as you listen. This is a different type of a trip for me. I've, I've, uh, John and Joyce have pushed me off on everybody else, and they get tired of me after a while. But I've managed to go into a bunch of different homes, and and uh, man, what a blessing it has been for me. I, I think I know, I, I know for sure I've been far more blessed than than you have been blessed. And, and uh, I go back home tomorrow kind of rejuvenate man that message this morning oh my lands i was that, that was i was ah, i'm i'm ready to take on the world right now i'm ready to go i'm ready to go back to fort worth and things and i appreciate that that word that we that we received but let me let me just say though you guys are doing so good and and i'm proud of you i know sometimes you kind of look at yourselves or something and you think ah oh, you know you kind of, it's easy to get down on ourselves every once in a while you know what i'm saying but there's some good things going on here don't uh, don't underestimate yourselves, okay? Uh, okay? Don't don't. I bet you catch that joke a lot, don't you? Don't don't uh, don't underestimate yourselves. Don't concentrate on the things that you don't have. But man, just look at the blessings and everything that you do have. This morning, I was sitting I was sitting there thinking, that, you know, when you were talking about the fellowship, this is how that they will know that you are my disciples, that you have love for one another. Amen. Uh, don't worry about all the haters and all that kind of stuff. You know, those who have the, the bitter, you know, there's a, there's a warning in Hebrews that talks about, you know, if you let any root of bitterness come up into your heart, if you any root of bitterness comes into you, you are automatically disqualified from doing any ministry for the Lord. And so just guard yourself from that. Hang in there. Don't quit. And... Uh, there's blessings that I, I anticipate in the in the coming days and weeks and years ahead. I'm, I'm going. Don't know if I'll ever make it back, but uh, but I anticipate on hearing good things coming out of Dingle Mount Church. Uh, man, I've been blessed. Um, let me pray. I got to get started here. How much time do I have? Five minutes. <laughs> God, Jesus. Jesus, we love you. I thank you for the worship. I thank you for being here. I thank you for today. Lord, as we open up your word, I pray, God, that you just penetrate our hearts. Just hit us right where it hurts and just help us to know, God, that you're speaking to us. I know many people here are here just because they heard there was some funny talking Texan in short sleeve shirt and preaching and Man, and things, and whatever, I don't care why they're here, but Lord, take our selfish ambitions and our selfish desires and even use those against us. God, just speak to us. Lord, animate me in a way and help me to be understood clearly. And just, Holy Spirit, just, just do something. Speak to us, Lord. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want, I want us to look in John, book of John. And the first verse I'm going to look at is in John chapter 3. And I've got a couple of verses here. And what, I'm, what I want to talk about this evening is I want you to love Jesus until it kills you. 
Love Jesus till it kills you. I was praying, thinking about if, if what's. I wish I had the whole week to preach to you. I wish I could have preached every night. But I, John got to hear it all by himself. And so I've left him with a lot of messages. So Pastor Oki, let him preach, and he'll let him. He'll let you. He'll let you have it. But uh, man, the Lord just laid a lot of things on my heart, and, and I, I really struggled. Well, what should be if, if I never get to speak to you again? What would be the message that the Lord would have me to bring? And it has to do with is, of us loving loving the Lord and just loving the Lord till it hurts, loving the Lord till it, you know, just, it just kills us. And before I read those passages, I want to, um, those pass, the passages that I have in mind, I have a couple here in John that I want to read to you regarding the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 3, look in John chapter 3, verse 8. Um, or let's look in verse 5. It says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. When, when a person becomes saved, you, you, you've come to a place in your life when you've been convicted of your sins. You ask You've asked Christ to forgive you of your sins. You've repented of those sins. You've invited Christ into your life. The Spirit of God comes and dwells in you. Now, you can either live in the flesh. Before you were saved, you were bound to the flesh. You were going to do whatever the flesh wanted you to do, no matter what. But when a person gets saved, that bondage to the flesh is broken. And now you, you have a choice. You can either uh, walk in the flesh or you can walk in the Spirit. And that old flesh will dog your heels for the rest of your life. I promise you that. But we overcome the deeds of the flesh through the Spirit. And there's something about the Spirit leading us. There's something about the Spirit guiding us. He says, the, it's like the wind. The wind bloweth wherever it listeth, and you hear it the sound thereof, but you cannot tell uh, whence it cometh or whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. And I look at something like that and I said, you know, we're an unpredictable kind of a people. You know, as the Lord only knows what he's going to do with you or how he's going to use us. But that's the exciting part about following after the Lord. By faith, you just trust him and you just hold on to him. But I've got that picture in my mind of, of just the Lord just taking you by the hand and you have no idea what direction you're going to go. You have no idea. He will take you places that you never dreamed that he'd take you. He will... He will lead you into doing things that you never thought in, in your wildest dreams that you would be doing them. But man, that's the thrill of uh, following the Lord. That's what makes it an adventure. You know, following after the Lord is, is an adventure. And, uh, and it's the Spirit's guiding, that Spirit taking you by the hand and just taking you down some of those places that you just, oh man, how in the world did I ever get here? Amen? Now look, look in chapter 16. You're in John. Look at chapter 16 for a moment. Another verse here I want you to read. Chapter 16. John chapter 16. Look in, beginning in verse 13. <clears throat> it says, How bet, when he, this is Jesus speaking, How bet when, when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, 
and he will show you things to come. Everything that the Father has shown the Son, he's kept no secrets from, from us. He, 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 whatever he's got, he's, he's giving it to us. And the Spirit will lead us in that. The Spirit will guide us in that, in truth. He will guide us in, 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 the, in the Spirit. By Spirit, He will guide us in truth. And He will. He said there in the last part of that verse, and He will show, up, show you things uh, to come. And see, I don't think it's, it's just showing you things that are going to happen in the future in regard to you know, what's going to happen in, in, as far as events of this world are concerned. We know where it's all heading. We know what your path we're on. We're on a shipwrecked planet, and and um, things are. I, I I I hate to say things like this, but things are not going to get any better as far as the world is concerned. It's going to continue to get worse. That's why it's so important for us that relationship that we have with the Lord. The man, this is when you hold on to Him just tighter than you ever had before. Amen. And he's going to guide us and he's going to show you things. But it's not, it's not just showing you things as future events. But I think he will show you things that will take place in your own life. He will, he will show you some things. He will show you things of your own future uh, sometimes. And you may not even understand everything as it's happening. But, but you can trust him. You can trust the Lord. And you can trust the Holy Spirit's leading. And he'll lead you down paths that you, you know, it's just... I just, I've got that picture of just reaching out your hands and the Lord taking you by the hand and the, and the Spirit just, just taking you and just, and just leading you. And as a pastor, as a minister, that's my job. Uh, my job is to take your hand and place it in the hand of the Lord and just say, there, there, there you go. You know, behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. Just point everybody toward the, uh, toward the Lord. You know, and uh, that's what I feel like my job is. Now, I want you to turn. This is the, the, the message is actually going to come out of the, the, the last chapter of John, John chapter 21. And I want us to begin reading in verse 15. John chapter 1, beginning in verse 15. It says this. <clears throat> so when they had dined, Jesus saith unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, Lovest thou me more than these? And he saith unto him, Yeah, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith unto him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonas, Lovest thou me? And he saith unto him, Yeah, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him a third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved because he said unto him a third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. You're very familiar with this passage, I'm sure. Three times the Lord asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? And Peter said, Yeah, I, I love you. And then he said, well, feed my sheep. He comes to him a second time. said, Peter, do you love me? He said, yes, feed my sheep. And then he comes to him a third time. And you got to ask yourself, why the repetition? Why, why ask him three times? And the third time he asked Peter, it grieved Peter's heart. And he said, yeah, Lord, you, you know all things. You know I love thee. Now you know I love you. And he said, well, then feed my sheep. <clears throat> there, there are three different words in Greek. And I'm not a Greek expert. Pastor Oki probably is. But I'm not. 
But I look at this and I said, there's got to be something to the repetition. There's, there's three different words in, in Greek that we get the word, English word love out of. And one of them is agape, agape love. And you have probably heard the term agape. Agape is the kind of love that Christ has for us. While we, herein is love, the scriptures say, herein is love that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That word agape is just, it's a sacrificial uh, kind of love. It just, it's just something that just out of Christ. And you, we would not even know what love is, what true love was, if it had not been for Christ dying on the cross for our sins and demonstrating what true love is. The greatest depth of love is described in that word agape. And it, it, it's, it's, just, it's just unidirectional. It, it's just one way. It, it just pours out of you. It just it comes out of you, and you're, and you're expecting nothing in return. And the truth is, you're receiving nothing in return. And it's just something, because Christ loved you, you are under an obligation to love others. And so, he's, that, that is one of the words. And it is, it is a very, sac- there's no higher love than this, is that agape love, and because it's just so sacrificial, just out it's just it just goes outward nothing comes back in there's a there's another word for love that is often used and it's it's phileo phileo and it means a brotherly kind of love uh, when we flew here we flew from texas to philadelphia and hooked on a, in a flight from philadelphia to manchester the city of philadelphia is known as the city of Brotherly love. You got you English people are smart. You know that's good. It's, it's Philadelphia. That's this the Phileo is where we get the word Philadelphia from, and Philadelphia is known as like the city of brotherly love. And it's a good kind of love, but it's it's a mutual kind of a love. It's a friendship kind of a love. You know, I love you, you love me, and, and there's nothing wrong with that kind of love. That is a good a kind of love. But it's not the same type of love. It's not at the same depth of the type of love that Christ had for us when it's a sacrificial kind of love. Normally a friendship kind of love, you kind of have expectations upon one another. You know, you're, you know, you're friendly to those who are friendly to you and, and things. And there's a, there's a third word. It's eros, E-R-O-S. And, and, uh, and that word is, is a bad kind of, of love. It's the same word that we get the word erotic or erotica or something that that's the root of that word and it's a selfish self-centered kind of love and basically what you're doing is that you're using people you know you're actually loving yourself through others you know I'm, I'm loving you I say I love you but I don't really love you I'm just selfishly using you is basically what I'm doing but it's a it's a self kind of love so there's, a, there's other words in scriptures to describe what is going on here. And, and we just come up with the one English word, love. First time Jesus comes up to Peter here, he says, Peter, do you agape me? See what he's, he's asking Peter, do you agape? That sacrificial, self-giving, selfless kind of love. The Lord comes to Peter and he says, do you agape me? And Peter says, yeah, Lord, I phileo you. And you get it? You see what happened right there? That's not what Jesus asked. Jesus asked him, do you agape me? Will you sacrifice it all? Will you give it? Will you follow me sacrificially? Do you agape me? 
And Peter responds with a different word. He says, yeah, Lord, I'll, I'll phileo you. I'm your friend. You know, I'll, 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 I'll love you like that. That's not what Jesus asked. So he asked him a second time, Peter, do you agape me? Ask him a second time. And again, Peter said, yeah, Lord, I phileo you. See, there it is again. Same thing. Jesus, that's not what Jesus asked. Jesus asked him if he would love him sacrificially. And Jesus said, yeah, I'll be your friend. I mean, Peter said, yeah, I'll be your friend. That's basically what he's saying. The third time, Jesus asked Peter. This time he turns it around. He uses the word that Peter used. He says, all right, Peter, will you phileo me? See, and when Peter heard that, see, Jesus is using Peter's own words against him. He's, that's not what he's wanting, but that's all that Peter's offering. I and mean, if that's all that Peter's going to offer is just a friendship kind of love, then Jesus asked him using his own words, saying, okay, Peter, do you phileo me? And, and uh, you know, when, when Peter heard that, it just it hurt. It, it, oh, Lord, you know everything. He had a little bit more depth to it there when he says, oh, Lord, you know everything. You know I phileo you. And he says, all right, then feed my sheep. Now see, when Jesus tells Peter to feed my sheep, that's not giving him a compliment. That's about, the, that, that's basically Jesus is saying, that's the least you can do. Uh, we, look, we often sometimes look at it like, well, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, like that's some kind of a big deal. Well, it is, it is a big deal to a sense, but... He wants so much more than that. You know, you th we think Jesus, we think God gets all excited and does backflips and handsprings just because we can breathe in and out and tie our shoes. But he wants more than that from us. He, he wants more than just our be, to be our friend. He wants that kind of intimacy with us. And when he comes and asks Peter, he said, will you follow me? Will you love me? He's talking like, will you give your life for me? Will you sacrifice it all? Will you, will, you, will, you, will, you, will you love me? Jesus is saying, will you love me sacrificially? And Peter just could not get himself to, break, to say that. And so what Jesus does, he says, all right, well then just feed my sheep. And let me tell you, a, a, large, a lot of people that are at least just feed the sheep. You know, feed the, feed the lambs, feed the lambs, feed the lambs. And we've got to be about feeding sheep, but there's more to it than just feeding the sheep. There's more to it. There's more. Peter could have done so much more. He could, if he'd have been willing to just sacrifice everything, he could have been called to so much more than just teaching. And there's nothing wrong with teaching. That's a high calling from God. Amen? And so, but he's asking more of him than just the teaching. But here's what Peter's not counting on right here. He, the, the Holy Spirit is getting ready to rip into him right here. You look at this next verse, verse 18. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou disgirdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldst. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldst not. This spake he signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. 
I've had one time I was I was at a, one of my church members' houses, and is an elderly uh, one of the older ladies in our church, and uh, she invited me over for a cup of coffee, and so I come over and and uh, she broke this this verse out, and she opened up her Bible, and uh, a lot of times when I go into people's houses, that's why you know that from house to house and house to house, you know we go and we just open up the Bible and just start reading. But she woke, she, this was the verse that was bugging her. This was bothering her. So she opened up her Bible and she read this verse to me. She said, see, my kids are going to, they're going to grab hold of me and they're going to throw me in a nursing home. Because they look at this and when you were young, you know, you went and did what you wanted to do and, and you, uh, you know, you girded yourself and went, walked where you wanted to go. But when you're old, someone's going to, someone else is going to take you and they're going to gird you and they're going to take you whether you would not go. And so she looked at that saying, my kids, I know they're going to throw me in a nursing home. And I go, well, your kids may throw you in a nursing home. I don't know. But I don't think that's what that verse is talking about right there. I, you know, when you're young and strong and vibrant, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou wast young, and thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldst. You know, it's, 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 a, it's the truth that when we're young and healthy and we're full of life and we're a lot of vitality, we kind of get used to doing things in our own power, in our own strength. It's a, you know, uh, because of our youthfulness, because of our, our own physical strength, we much, much of young, most young people depend not upon their spiritual abilities and their spiritual strength. The Lord is kind of developing those. They're relying solely upon what they can do and what they can accomplish in the flesh. That's what they're accomplishing on. But isn't it amazing? Lisa sang that song there just a little bit ago about what if your mercies come through raindrops and tears and sorrows and pains. Maybe, maybe those are your mercies in disguise. Isn't it amazing that when, when as we age and our body deteriorates or we have, to, we have to withstand some kind of illness or sickness or something, that uh, it's in those times that we learn how to, to rely upon the spirit because the, the physical man is, is failing us. The physical man, we can't trust it or depend upon it anymore. We become stronger in the Lord. Our faith becomes stronger. On the, we learn how to depend upon the Lord more and more through these uh, difficult, trying, uh, tribulation kind of experiences in our, in our lives. That's when, it, that's when it seems like we learn the most about the Lord and what it means to follow after Him. You know, I know this, that the Lord can be healed in our, in our, I mean the Lord can be healed. The Lord, the Lord can be glorified in our healings. And, and I know, man, I've seen God do some miraculous healings. I'm sure you have seen God touch people's lives yourself. And, and you may have even experienced a measure of healing yourself. But let me tell you something. Healing is flowing from this pulpit even right now as the word of God is being proclaimed. When you hear Pastor Oki preaching the word of God, this is why you don't want little rinky-dink stories and cliches and stuff like that being preached when the bible is opened up and the word of god is being uh, proclaimed you are experiencing a measure of healing just standing under the word of god there's a measure of cleansing that comes just from standing under the word of god oh my gosh it's good it, it's better than a poem any day of the week amen so you gotta you gotta love the word of god and get underneath that and there's strength that comes from that there's power that comes from that and 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 you experience that but you can you can you can glory, God can be glorified in our healing. There's no doubt about it. I've seen God be glorified in it, but He can also be glorified in our sufferings. Amen? I've seen cases where uh, cancer patients or uh, 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 people in a home and, and someone suffering from can cancer. Now, I don't wish cancer upon anybody. Uh, 
death is still the enemy. Amen? A sickness and death is, is still the enemy. But I've seen people uh, get saved. I've seen whole family. I saw one time I saw a whole family come to know the Lord through one woman's suffering. Amen. And so not only can God be he glorified in our healings and everything, but God can also be glorified in our sufferings. Let God be glorified in everything. Amen. Let God be glorified in your, in your struggles, in your, in your sufferings, all these tribulations that we face. Bring glory to God in whatever, in whatever you're facing. But when, he, when, when God told, when the Spirit told, and when He says this, He says that when you are old, thou shalt stretch forth thine hand, and another shall gird thee, and carry thou word thou wouldst not. What do you think He's talking about right there? Audience participation time. It's a one-word answer. <laughs> what do you think he's talking about? The Holy Spirit. I, I look at it, this is just like what we were reading over there. When the Holy Spirit comes, he'll guide you in all truth. He'll lead you in all. He'll take you. He'll show you things to come. You don't know where the wind, where the wind blows, wherever it, wherever it lists. But you don't know where it's coming from or where it's going. So it is with the people who are led by the Spirit of God. The time when the Lord is going to take you by the hand and He's going to lead you down a path that you would not otherwise go yourself. And He tells Peter this, verse 19, This spake He, signifying by what death He should glorify God. Now John and I was talking the other night, and this is half the reason why I chose this passage right here. I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I think that God can give you even some insight. The Spirit can give you insight about your own passing sometimes. And I'm not saying everybody is entitled to this, privileged to this knowledge, but I think some are. And uh, Peter was. He, he told him this signifying by what death he should glorify God. Tradition has it that Peter was hung upside down on the cross. You know, you've, you know, you've heard that story. Now, whether he was hung upside down on the cross or not, I don't have any, I don't have any idea. But I do think that he, he suffered a martyr's death. I do know that he suffered a martyr's death. How exactly he suffered that death, tradition has it that he hung, he hung upside down on a cross. And then it says this. Jesus said this. He goes, He spake this signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, What? Follow me. Do you remember the first words that Jesus ever told Peter? Follow me. You remember, don't you? First time he saw Peter, he said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And it must have sounded like a good idea because he dropped his, net and he dropped his nets and he, he, he began to follow after the Lord. Oh, my souls. You know what? My guess is Peter had no idea what that really entailed, what it really meant. He heard, he just heard the words. The Lord spoke to him and said, come, follow me. Yeah, okay. There was something in him that he knew he needed that. I, he needed Jesus. He, he wanted to follow after Jesus. But he had no, I think when the Lord told him this, and here we are, we are at the end, toward the end of all, one of the last things the Lord ever spoke to Peter was the very same thing that he told him the first time. He said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And now, one of the last things the Lord ever told Peter was the same thing. He said, follow me. Now, my guess is, by this time, especially after what the Lord just told him here, he probably has a lot better understanding of what it means to follow the Lord now than what he did when he, when he first heard those words. Amen? And my guess is many of you sitting in here tonight have a better understanding of those words 
when I got saved, all I knew was, dang, I am lost and I need saved. I went, I went, I dodged, I just, I, all I heard, I don't even know what the pastor was preaching on. All I knew, I said, I came under conviction, I'm a lost man, I'm going to hell. And I remember I, I just hung on the pastor. I just, I'm just hanging on. I couldn't even support my own weight. And I said, he said, what did you come forward to? I said, man, I'm lost. I need to say. He led me, he led me through a prayer. And uh, I had no idea what I was doing. Other than the fact that I knew I was lost and I needed saved. You know? And that's, but that's all I needed to know at the time. But the following after the Lord. Oh, man. That sometimes gets, that's sometimes... That's a different deal. I said this Thursday night, and it may bear repeating. Do you know what it's going to cost you to follow the Lord? Any idea? Well, now yourself, pick up the cross and follow me, Jesus said. It's the, it's the essentials to discipleship. It will cost you your life. But you will gain your life. Amen? That's what the scriptures say. In losing your life, you gain your life. So you're not losing anything. You're gaining life. Let me just share something with you and I'll turn it over to Pastor Oki. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us are sinners. Every person born a sinner. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. Pastor Opie's a sinner. We're all just a big bunch of sinners. The wages of our sin is death. Our sins deserve a wage, and the wage is death. Sin separates you from God. In the scope of eternity, if you die without Christ, you go to hell. But the good news, and this is what I come to share with you, good news, not bad news, good news. The good news is that the grace of God, the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? And if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and He is Lord, you don't make Him Lord. He already is Lord. And when you receive Him, you receive Him as nothing less than Lord. He is Lord, and when you receive Him, you receive Him as Lord. That's just like turning the ownership of your life over to Him. You just, you know, your life now belongs to Him. He's the one who's redeemed you, paid the price. You now, you now belong to another. You cannot live your life, do what you want to do, because He's the one who tells you. He's the one. You reach out your hand, He'll take you by the hand. He'll take you places you never even dreamed you'd go. But if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen? And that's the invitation from Jesus. It's not an invitation from me, this church, or anything else. Jesus is simply the same thing he told Peter. He said, Peter, follow me. Follow me. And that's what the Lord wants us to do. Need Jesus? Pray this with me. God, I repent of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and be the Lord of my life, the boss of my life. 
and I will live the rest of my life for you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, my land. Now, do you agape me? Do you agape Jesus? Follow me. Follow me. All the way to death. Follow him and you love him till it kills you. Amen? All right. Pastor Oki. If you have enjoyed listening to this podcast, why not join us in worship at the Dingle Mount Church or log on to our website at www.dinglemount.org for more information. Thank you for listening.